Namaste. Welcome to the Happy Jack Yoga Podcast. I'm Happy Jack, live from Cambridge, Massachusetts, USA, and I am here with Happy Hannah, and I'm in Happy Jack Yoga headquarters in Bracebridge, Canada. Nice. Welcome home. Welcome, welcome back, Hannah. Uh, we missed you last week. We had, you know, we had a fantastic episode with our, our dear friend Kristen. Um, she rocked it and had some great, you know, great some connections and questions. But it's nice to have you back. Thank you. It's and, good to be um, back. Yeah, you know, it, it it is good to be back. I feel like for myself, I'm sure you can hear it a little bit in my voice. Basically, between the last podcast and today, this podcast, I I got sick. I caught a cold. You know, one of those things that that took me out. Um, fever, runny nose, headache you know, going back and forth from like sweating buckets to freezing, all, all of those kind of normal symptoms took me out for a week. And um, so welcome yeah, back I, to you then as well. Yeah, welcome back to me as well. <laughs> back exactly. to living. I, I haven't, um, you know, of course, I'm back into my meditation. Well, I didn't give that up. You know, but today I did my meditation, my yoga, I'm still not back to working out so badly. It's like such a sunny day. I want to go for a run so bad, but I know it's not good for my body. So still going to rest for another couple of days. But that being said, there's, there's no excuse uh, for being here. We can be here on a podcast. We can connect. And I find, I'll be curious when I go back to listen to the episode, sometimes when I'm like depleted, or tired or like run down. That's when some of the best sharing and the best vulnerability and the best conversations can come, right? It's less, less about high energy and more about, you know, tapping into the heart. So no pressure on myself, but let's, let's, <laughs> let's see how the day goes. So I, I've got some opening things. Um, but maybe before I jump to that, obviously want to thank everybody at, well, who's here with us live. Oh my goodness, we got 15 yogis live literally around the globe. Um, thank you for being here with us. For those who are listening on the platform, the platforms, Spotify, Apple, etc. Thank you for your support. And also, and, and for the reviews, the, the reviews are increasing. We appreciate that. If you want to join us here in, in Zoom and be able to be a part, because we get to say hi before the episode begins. And we also get to have a little debrief at the end of the podcast, which is always fun and insightful. Um, send us an email, info at happyjackyoga.com. We'll get you the Zoom codes. And I guess though the one big announcement that we should really share is this upcoming Friday, especially for our US friends, and really it's pretty global now, it's Black Friday, which is a time, you know, I like to think of it as like a, a time of thanks, a time of giving. It's, it's the Thanksgiving weekend. And and it's I know it's also a time that we have our biggest sale of the year, so I'm I'm preaching to the choir. Everybody here uh, who is in with Zoom with us, you know, you've been part of the community and and members. Uh, but if anybody out there is listening and feels inspired to become a certified yoga teacher, or perhaps do some additional yoga education, get your 200 hour, get your 500 hour, we'd love to welcome you. We got a pretty pretty incredible community here, and it's the biggest discount of the year. So send us an email if you want details on that. But Hannah, I want to bounce it off to you and do my best to rest my voice a little bit throughout the next hour. Um, will you give us an update? You just got back from a pretty incredible journey. Um, you know, it sounds very exotic for, for you. It's like going home. You're literally going home to your home countries. Um, but what is on what is on your heart? Being back grounded now in Muskoka, 
reflecting. Mm. What would you share? It's really emotional for me. Like when you say my home countries, it really is that way. And then um, it's like I've I've lived in in both of the countries that I visited. I was in Liechtenstein and I was in Italy. And, you know, I've had important years, like formative years that I've spent in both those countries with really, really important people to me, important people in Liechtenstein. I feel like there's my family, my sister and and her family, Annette. Not literally your sister, just for those who don't know. But yeah. no, just, just so people don't think you do have a sister, but somebody who's like a sister. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so being with her is so beautiful and and emotional too. Like I cried a lot because um, it's somehow it awakened something in me that kind of maybe wasn't active or, you know, I was a bit dormant all these years. I didn't even think about it before I was there, you know, just the way we eat or speak or the way the air smells, you know, mm-hmm. is really kind of touches me deeply. Like somehow my heart is like pulsating open and, and, and I feel a lot. There's a lot of emotion in me. And I had a therapy session up in the mountains because I'm in a therapy training. So we therapize each other. And, and I was able to identify that, you know, that it wasn't that I was sad or, you know, worried about anything. It's just raw life energy that through being exposed to beautiful places, I just somehow felt a lot of what I call now raw life energy that I can use for creating, um, you know, whatever it is that is important to me, relationships, my work, all of that. So I feel like I have a lot of energy like that, that I received from, from both being in Liechtenstein and around in Italy with beautiful people. That's awesome. I was, I was just writing down the, the word, the term raw life energy. I like that, you know, that, and it's, I feel like there's something about when when we're in an environment that that is vulnerable, that is heart opening, that that feels like really feels really good. Um, it's like that is when this energy comes from. And and interestingly, you know, for myself being sick this past week, although that's not something any of us really wish for or you know seek for, but there's something about like in that in that pausing, instilling, and there just that that time of reflection. You know that that and an inspiration and an energy comes from and i think that's really beautiful that you're able to have that for the past couple of months to connect with soul sisters uh just to take that time and 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 come back inspired and and ready to keep keep doing all that you do yeah i'm so grateful mm, i love it and and I, I just get to put a little plug here uh something we're testing out uh because you'll get to hear it at the end of this episode so at the end of the last episode, Kristen put me on the hot seat and she asked me some questions that I, had, I did not prepare for. Mm-hmm. And so this week I'm putting Hanna on the hot seat. And so I've got some questions for you um, that, yeah, that you don't know what they are. And so we're going to have some fun with that. I see Osaga smile and she's looking forward to that. <laughs> um, you know, I, that's, that's so beautiful. And it, it just makes me think, you know, I don't know if it's like a midlife, I don't want to call it a crisis, 
could be in the times it feels like opportunity midlife opportunity (laughs) midlife midlife opening midlife opening right like we just i don't know i'm in that space of just like what do we want to do with the rest of our life like it's kind of exciting like obviously there's certain things we're going to keep doing happy jack yoga leading satsang things that we love but it's like wow what what really matters how do we want to spend our time and as i'm preparing i won't turn my camera right now but if i if i turned 90 degrees the angle you'd see just a pile of boxes to my left you know because i'm in the process of planning to um, to move to the yoga ashram and so one of the things i did actually while i was sick i um i I don't watch i don't watch a lot of movies and netflix and that kind of stuff but i was like i've got to give my brain a break i'm not just going to lay here sick and keep reading books for school i gotta i gotta numb out a little bit so i watched this documentary called like the minimalists Mm. um i'm waiting i was waiting for elizabeth's response i knew she would i knew she'd uh appreciate that and just talking about like simple living and what do we really what do we really need and and so as i'm kind of setting things aside here it's like okay well these are these are important they're going to go back to canada you know because they're things i want to keep the rest of my life a few little things and then here's a few things that i want to bring to the the yoga ashram because i need them for day-to-day living but there's a whole bunch of stuff in the middle that's like this is just stuff you know and i don't have a lot of stuff here but there's still there's stuff um and kind of in deciding like what do i need to bring do i need to bring a baseball hat to the ashram you know like is it really am i going to need it between january and april probably not do i need to bring a happy jack yoga mug just so that i'm representing while i'm there or can i use one of the other many mugs that are there so it's like these i know this is like superficial stuff but there's just these like little decisions of like what do i need what do i want to hang on to and i can see that you know in time if we're not careful it can continue to expand and there's nothing inherently bad about those things i would say um, but it, it's, it's, I guess, our relationship that we have to it. And, you know, perhaps if we have tendencies of binge shopping or something like that, then it's a different, different thing. But yeah, it's a, it's a nice space to be in, eh, Hannah? Just like reflecting on life and like how we want to spend our time. And yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for you. Yeah, same. I feel like my grandma, her name was also Hannah, and she was always like beaming with love. She was like so kind of like content she knew how to appreciate everything that is like right in front front of her and I was always wondering kind of like I was used to her being that way but I always wondered like why was she so grateful but I think maybe it is like she also was a widow at that time and maybe it's just heart opens as you as you mature maybe I don't know yeah that's, I, well, I look forward to your continued insights that we'll get to, we'll get to enjoy in our courses and our satsangs. Um, and you know, you, you also talked about having been, had a therapy session. I also, Saga, I'm happy to report, I had my second therapy session. I know at, after the last time we had some good debrief and, and Saga appreciated that conversation as did many others. Um, but yeah, I had the second session yesterday and and fantastic as well like i feel like i've been recently and you probably heard it on recent podcast episodes and different calls like i've been there's been like a an internal pressure i've been putting on of like trying to figure out you know what do i want to do and what i kind of figured out was like i'm trying to i'm trying to plan what i'm going to do after i finish school here 
right? Because I'm like the eternal planner, the internal controller. Got to figure it out. Got to got to know what the next step is. So I take all the right actions to succeed at whatever that next step is and be ready and rock it. Um, and so I've been trying to think of like, well, what do I want to do after I graduate? Like I'll graduate here from, from Harvard Divinity School in May of 2025. So it's still a bunch of time. And it's like, so what do I want to do next? And, and uh, I feel like after the therapy session, not that she was telling me what to do, of course not, uh, but just through the conversation, I feel like just the pressure went away of like, mm. I don't need to figure it out. And in fact, like, you know, the thing that she put as an idea, again, not saying what to do, but she said, like, it's, it's actually, it's okay if you just take some time to process all of what you've just experienced, right? You don't, you don't have to finish this and immediately jump into the next big project, whatever that happens to be. But, you know, like taking some time, like that's actually a very yogic thing to do. And I thought, you know, that's something I needed to hear. And maybe it's something that could be helpful for others as well, right? We, we work hard at some certain thing. I know it, Amy Pruitt, this is to you too, because you're wired like me. <laughs> I see you nodding, right? It's like when we finish a project or whatever it is, like let's, let's celebrate that. Let's reflect on it. Let's let it integrate. Yeah, and you haven't even finished this project yet. You're still halfway with Harvard Divinity School, but but it's great that you have. So, what would that look like for you? What does it mean to integrate and digest? Yeah. So she said a term, and again, she's not trying to direct me, but she's just like throwing out I don't know concept. words, and 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 yeah, this concept that really resonated with me was a, a spiritual sabbatical. And when I heard that, I was like. Ooh, I want I want that <laughs> a spiritual sabbatical. Please. And and uh, and of course, I mean something I know, and you know, Hanna, you and I talk about it all the time. No matter what that looked like, like we will always keep doing Happy Jack Yoga, leading the podcast, leading the courses, leading the satsang. You know, that's that's something that's you know going to stay as long as we're alive. Um, but but not jumping into another big huge commitment whether that's academic commitment or personal development commitment or or you know some big you know home home related project um so so whether that looked like you know going to india for some time or whether it looked like living very simply in the nature of canada right i mean it's we sabbatical experience can very much be had in canada so I haven't figured it out and I'm, and I, I should probably not try to figure it out, but there's just like this ease, like coming off of that, that therapy session yesterday of like, oh man, I can, you mean the next step can be take time to process and, and to like integrate all that I've experienced. Like, and like, actually, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's very ideal. That's, uh, that's not, not frowned upon by the yogis at all. That's encouraged. So yeah, I look forward to that. That sounds like a good idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So well, so stay tuned. I'm sure there'll be plenty of uh, obsessing about different ideas about what uh, what that looks like. But um, so so I wanted to share that the other the other thing I wanted to point. Well, let me bounce back to you. Anything else, Hanna? That if uh, from your reflections uh, or just what's on your heart these days? Well, um, I am. Happy to be at home. It's lovely to feel the wintry air and and like start feeling that winter is coming. 
And I'm also looking into the grief course that I'm creating that runs live in December. And it's a 25 hour yoga teacher training that everyone is welcome to join. You don't have to be a yoga teacher to join. And basically we'll see what grief is and how it can present and, and how to deal with it. If we have grief in our lives. And I think with the state of the world now, it's relevant for everyone to be involved in some type of grief, grief contemplation. So Mm. I'm really excited about that. And I feel really grounded too, because I've had massive grief in my life and it's easy to be, um, you know, a lot of raw life energy can be happening and it will, but, you know, I feel really, um, I don't know, really happy and, and peaceful around the creation of the next course. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's not, that's, that's beautiful. Yeah. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be important. I know you, you created some incredible content while you were over there in Europe uh, and some, some pretty spectacular backdrop or, you know, just, just nice spaces you were creating content in. And um, yeah, so that's December 11 through 15. If anybody feels inspired to, to do that, that, that important work, either, either from past grief that we've you know been through or you know upcoming that all of us will will eventually go through again yeah or even just to understand grief psychology like how that works for you Mm. know when something difficult happens yeah Mm. i think i need to take that course or i want it i don't need to i I want to take that course i want to i want to prepare or not prepare i want to i want to learn so nice one and then the, the, maybe I'll give one, one last update before we jump into things. And that is today on this date, November the 21st, 2009, 14 years ago, I took a, I'll simulate, I've got a green juice bottle in my hand right now. So instead of a green juice bottle, I had a bottle of Crown Royal whiskey and I poured it down the sink in my apartment in uh, Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And that was the last time I ever drank. And I'm not here to preach. Uh, yeah, thanks for the celebration saga and others. And Elizabeth, um, you know, and I know many of you enjoy a glass of wine or a glass of champagne or, you know, this and that. Not here to preach, but that was that was the, the right decision for me, because I remember I remember seeing sadness in my mom's eyes. You know, I had hid my drinking pretty well for the years. And but this one time I saw the sadness in my mom's eyes and I was like, it, that was maybe that was the leverage to to make the decision. Um, I just gonna say I don't know. You probably hear that like hissing sound. That's the heater. Oh, you don't hear it. Good. Okay. Well, the the heater is kicking on. Uh, at That's good news. Time. Yeah, that is good. That is good news. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, to celebrate 14 years sobriety. I mean, I was. If I think back to. I used to be proud of some silly things because I had been in the, the drunk tank, essentially spent the night in jail uh, in the drunk tank in every Canadian province west of Quebec. So you count them, Ontario, Manitoba, Saskatchewan, Alberta, British Columbia, all of those. And that was like something I was proud of, like, oh yeah, silly. And and I always kind of said like, either I'm going to to lose my driver's license or lose my wife, or lose my um, uh, lose my my job, or lose my life, and and three of those things did happen. 
So, um, you know, I didn't, thankfully didn't lose my life. So this is, uh, although I feel a little low energy today because I'm a bit sick, like inside so much gratitude uh, for that decision for myself. I sent a little post to my family. Uh, today you saw that, hun, a little, little uh, post to let them know and see if they remember any fun memories from, from pre that decision, which I'm sure they remember all too well. But yeah, it's, it's um, what a light, what a journey, right? We think back to all the different milestones and, and the things we've experienced, the things that who we've become. And now, now we get to stand here and create going forward. It's like chapters, right? Like that was a chapter uh, in your life. And now you can look at it from uh, with a little bit of distance and with more tools even, right? Yeah, exactly. So I love it. Thank you for holding the space on that. Let's jump into the, into the myth. Mm -hmm. we, got, we got a yoga myth today, Hanna. Yeah. What have you got planned? So this is a myth that um, I, I'm sure sometimes I must have said, but it's one that I don't actually love that much. Mm. Um, and it's the myth that goes like this. It says, everything happens for a reason. And so we can discuss like pros and cons. If it mm. was true, then what does that mean? And if it wasn't, or why would it not always fit to say that or think that? Right? Yeah, I think, I think we have to be sensitive, right? Depending on the context of what happens, right? If somebody's going through tragedy in their life, it could be very insensitive to say to that person, hey, everything happens for a reason, right? If they're going through something really tragic and um, maybe that's why i don't love it because even if mm. i'm not going through something tra tragic it still brings my mind back to that and say like oh mm. what what's the reason for that to happen and one of the things that i've learned over the years when it comes to like understanding what happened to my husband why did he have to die like the question why was never really answered by any wisdom tradition or any soul searching that i might you know, engage in. And what I've learned is then not to ask the question why, mm. rather look bo both backwards and in this moment and forward with understanding since it has happened mm. and I cannot change it. Because if I could, I of course I would. But since this has happened, then what are the consequences? So rather than looking for reasons <laughs> it's like everything has consequences <laughs> yeah no i get that you know so even just knowing that knowing your perspective which is a representative of several others no doubt millions of people you know i want to be sensitive in my my response and from for my i guess my personal experience mm -hmm. maybe because i haven't gone through you know a serious tragedy in that same sense um, I have been the type of guy that that says that like everything happens for a reason. I've kind of lived that way, and I believe that. And I've I've looked for synchronicities, and I've looked for re I, I find meaning in things. Yeah. I create meaning. Yeah, and it's I think, worked, but I get it. Yeah, like I think it's like an like the reason why a person might say that or like might think that or want to think that is because in a way it's like an attempt to look for logic and like reason in the chaos that life kind of is or sometimes feels like because that might bring certainty like 
okay, so there is a plan here in place and we are held by something bigger than ourselves. So in that way, I don't mind, um, you know, mm-hmm. that type of inquiry, right? Like in that way, it makes sense to me to think yeah. about it. And I guess that's probably how I'm normally engaging with it. Like, like just example, the, the, what happened last week where I was sick for a week, you know, so I, so I'm laying in bed and I've got all these symptoms and, and I have to miss class and I had to cancel appointments and I had to, I had to miss some of the happy Jack yoga calls and, you know, yourself and Kristen stepped up. Thank you both so much. Um, and so, you know, it was an inconvenience and it didn't feel good, but like, a day, a day or two into a couple of two or three days into it, um, I started like feeling, I, I started probably coming up with meaning or being like, actually, I see how, I see why this has happened, right? I've been working too hard, been pushing too hard, um, haven't been pausing to, to reflect and to, you know, just, just being busy all the time. And so this is like the universe, whatever you want to call it, God, um, you know, slowed things down. And now I have this time, all I can do is lay in bed and and reflect and 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 then I you know started noticing of like oh this is this is really good like I, I not being productive I'm I'm clearing my calendar I'm taking some time and I guess I guess that somehow feels good to me to to make meaning of that sickness versus versus being like oh it's because I went to this event and so and so was probably sick and they 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 got me sick and then now I'm like blaming another person or blaming the world. Instead, it's like, oh, I get it. I get this, um, you know, because I could say, like, I was very healthy before I got sick. Like, really, I think everything was, like, optimized. Taking my supplements, taking my vitamins, doing all my exercise, like, everything optimized, and then, boom, get sick. So I could have easily been like, well, this doesn't make sense, da-da-da. But instead, it's like, oh, actually, this, this did happen for a reason, and again, that that works for me. I'm not I'm not saying it's like backed up by some wisdom tradition that this is true for everybody and it's healthy in every context. But for me, for me, it it tends to work. It keeps me it keeps me from being a victim, um, and and kind of uh, finding meaning, finding empowering meaning in the circumstances that I find myself in. Mm-hmm. That's how it helps me. Yeah. But I but I could see how we got to be sensitive and it's not maybe not always going to work. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's a great thing to say. Like, it's almost like something you can say to, to yourself, like that would yeah. make sense because then we're using it to analyze our own circumstances. But to analyze another person's circumstances might not be might not be so helpful. And when it's not something serious, maybe it's not so it's not a big deal to say that. Right. Yeah. My experience, that doesn't work to analyze other people's circumstances or to give feedback or give advice. Anybody in a relationship knows that. Hannah and I, we know that. Um, you know, those who are, even just a week or two ago, right, Hannah, we got into, a week ago, we got into a conflict, um, just a disagreement. And it's like, as soon as we're, you know, as soon as there's kind of like, I don't know, I don't know how to describe it, but yeah, we're, we're not in any position to talk about anybody else in that sense. Like we can only really take ownership for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that really fits in with this idea here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. So I guess with the, as for the myth, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I, I don't think it's like a clear 
uh, accept or bust. It sounds like maybe for me, it's uh, I use it personally. Uh, Hanna, you use it in the right circumstance, um, but we all want to be mindful. Yeah. Can I do yeah. the Indian head thing? That's right. Yes, both end. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, anybody doesn't know. So Hanna's like shaking her head side to side, which is what we do in India and many people from India. And it's basically, you know, they're, they're such kind people. They're so, so this is this is what it has been explained to me by those from India, um, is that, you know, they, they're such kind. They really, they want to create such a positive, positive environment that they wouldn't want to, you know, say no to another person because like there's just an energy around saying no. And so if, if you ask them something and if you ask them a question or ask if you'll do something, if you they, can you take care of this thing for our yoga retreat that we're having in India, you know, they kind of shake their head and, and you're like, oh, great. Like they didn't say no and they're shaking their head. That, that me, must mean it's going to get taken care of. And, and basically it's inside they're not committing to it, but they're also not saying no. <laughs> it's kind of a fun little thing. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So let's let's jump in. Uh, we've got we've got a, we're going to touch on a main topic here before we get to our hot seat, which I think is uh, going to be a fun part. But what do we we had what module seven is the last one we were looking at. Yeah, in module seven we discuss anatomy. There's going to be two modules discussing anatomy. So this is part one, mm-hmm. and so I think that like leading yoga teacher trainings. Anatomy is often the place where um, a lot of pressure comes up for students because anatomy is something challenging. It's like the math in yoga, like at the yoga school. If we had math class, then anatomy would be like that. Some people love it and Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't love it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. And it's, it's... So is there a specific question or do you want me to just kind of start sharing about it? Yeah, like why why do we teach anatomy? Why do we have to learn anatomy as yoga teachers and how much anatomy do we have to te- learn? Yeah. As teachers. Yeah, it's 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 a great it's important to talk about. And because like you say, you know, there are certain yoga teachers who aren't passionate about anatomy. And if you can't see, I've got both arms up in the air right now and I'll own it. I'm I'm not uh, crazy, you know, passionate about anatomy. And I'm not saying it's not important. I'm not saying it's not, it can't be very interesting. But, you know, all of us have something that we, that drew us to this practice of yoga. And for some of us, it was like a stilling of the mind. For some of us, it was like connecting to our heart or connecting to something bigger than ourselves. And and for, you know, many of us, it was like feeling the the physical, the energy and the strength that we were cultivating in our body, which is tied to the anatomy. So we're all going to have something that really inspires us about the practice. As for how much do we need to know? Well, for to be a 200 hour yoga teacher, according to Yoga Alliance, you know, there's a very, a very small component of that curriculum. You know, I can't, I can't, I think it's like it's under 10 hours of the 200 hours. It's a very small amount um, focused on anatomy and physiology. So just so we have our basics, you know, as a yoga teacher, we don't have to be an expert on the, the inner, inner workings of the human body, but it's, it is helpful to know some basics about your major muscle groups, major skeletal system. Mm-hmm. Um, and because we may find ourselves in conversation with a student and, and they may have a question for us. And of course, as in is always the case, 
if anybody has a question for us that we don't know the answer to, you know, we don't want to just BS it and come up with something. It's like so okay. In fact, it's very, very, um, uh, you know, acceptable to simply say, you know, I, I don't know. I'm, I, I don't know that, but I'm happy to dig into that and get you an answer and figure it out for you. So yeah. we don't, were you going to say something? Yeah, I was just going to say like anatomy sometimes comes across into yoga. Like I find like two tracks, like one is like, we study anatomy for safety so that we know that here's a muscle, here's the tendon. We're not supposed to do this or that with the knee because it's a joint and it's this type of joint, like just for basic safety, we would mm-hmm. want to know some anatomy. But then I think that sometimes this, like I've noticed in the yoga spaces and maybe with myself too, in the beginning, like we think that if we understand anatomy, then we understand yoga asana. Like somehow we believe that, oh, if I get it, how it works in the body, then I will understand it better because yoga is such a mysterious process as well. So again, it's kind of like, I think like very human uh, wish to, to kind of map what happens in yoga and why um, it makes us feel the way it does. Mm, Yeah. And that's, and that's, I, I like what you say that why it makes us feel the way it does. And I think back to in our course, the 200 hour hero's journey, um, Jen Mark, who's our expert, uh, you know, a dear friend, a dear friend of yours, Hanna, that, you know, we love mm-hmm. when she's teaching it after teaching all of the details of the anatomy, there's also uh, a class, right? So you can practice along and, and Jen will speak to everything that you've learned while you're going through your flow of the hero's journey. And so it's, it, it is really nice to then take the, take the head, you know, the knowledge and actually feel it physically in our body. And, and, and as we've said, different people are going to have different levels of interest in it. You know, like I know our friend, Brandon, who's here with us live listening in, you know, he went, he, he went and he bought the anatomy textbook. You know, he showed it with us, showed it to us the other day on the camera. He's like, I got the textbook. I'm reading it. I'm underlining, I'm making notes. Um, and so certain yogis will, get excited about it. And, he, and I think he did personal training before. So he's got some experience in there. Um, but the cool thing, so that, that's the, we talked about the 200 hour, where you basically you got to just get the basics, the basic fundamentals of anatomy and physiology. And then when we come to the 300 hour, right, the yoga mastery, the cool thing about that program is you really get to decide where you want to go deeper as a yoga teacher. And in that course, according to yoga alliance there's zero additional requirements to go deeper in anatomy so it's not like even to be a 500 hour advanced it's not like you need to be more advanced in anatomy but of course with our curriculum because we do have the flexibility we do provide some options to go deeper into the area that each person is passionate so when when you do the 300 hour yoga mastery you could do the yoga for injuries course which is, you know, yourself, Hanna and Jen Mark co-create that. And so it's like, if you want to understand the, the more subtleties of anatomy and how it applies to injury prevention and all of these kinds of things, that can be chosen as one of your modules for the 300 hour. But if that's not something of particular interest, then take yoga for mental health or, mm-hmm. you know, what, what some, some other of the, the many different courses. So I guess I hope that's kind of helpful. It gives in a sense 
of, of what, what's expected, what's required and what the options are. Mm-hmm. And I think like, just to close the anatomy chapter, I think it's like a gradual thing as well. Just like all things yoga, like you expose yourself to the teachings and then as you practice, your knowledge will keep, always keep expanding. You'll always learn more as you, as you are exposed, as you yoga, as you take courses, maybe sometimes it's an actual injury that teaches you about your own anatomy or a student of yours. They say, I have this thing around my shoulder. And then you start looking for information and, and maybe they need to see somebody for that, but it's like a gradual awakening. (laughs) Mm. I think. I like that. I like that. It is it's being gradual. Um, I think with everything, right? Mm-hmm. Like it is, it is a, it's like a slow cooker, right? Mm-hmm. What do they say? There's somebody uses that analogy, right? If, and I, I'm the guy who cooks very quickly, <laughs> you know, that Hanna, yeah. like he, this is how I make pasta. Everybody, you were just in Italy. Like they would frown. Probably everybody on the podcast still will shake their head. You know, I'm the guy who makes the pasta uh, and, and I'll just put the pasta sauce right into the pot um and and eat it right out of the pot like you know that that's sometimes how i am not advised but you know for me it's about efficiency and then of course you know that has a certain level of quality even i will admit versus if you know we make something with the slow cooker and you put the slow cooker and it sits out there on the counter all day long right from like 6 a.m until 6 p.m 12 hours of like simmering all the different vegetables and spices and whatever it happens, you know, that, so again, just that, that taking that time to assimilate, to absorb, whether it's anatomy, whatever content it is, we happen to be immersing ourselves in, um, is more advisable than the, the quick, the quick meals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. I love it. So, so stay tuned because we will touch more on anatomy and if, and if others have questions as well, please, you know, send them in. In a moment here, we're going to jump to some of the hot seat questions, but I'm just going to trust my intuition because I see our, our friend Saga is back, uh, back in the, in the realm, no longer on her walk. Uh, because Saga, just because I know you had some great questions last, a couple of weeks ago or something when we were talking about therapy. If you have any other, if there's like something that came up, you wanted to ask, you wanted to share, uh, raise your hand and let us know, we'll bring you on, but, but no pressure, no pressure at all. Um, and, uh, but we'll, we'll, I'll jump to a hot seat question with Hanna. And if, uh, if, if you or anybody else, um, because I just thought we had some good, good chats there. So Hanna, this is the, this is the question. This is the first one. <laughs> let me take a sip of water before you Oh yeah. <laughs> so I don't have the, to spit it out. Yeah, go ahead. I'm ready. What, what is one thing that you wish I understood better about you? Oh my goodness, that's a good question. <laughs> Just one. Or more. I'll take notes. <laughs> this is recorded, so that's really good. One thing that I loved that you, I don't know about me specifically, but about life, I think, because sometimes I feel like I represent life in your system because you have a, like, you're like Shiva and I'm Shakti. Like that means you're very like stable, predictable, um, you know, goal oriented. (laughs) 
you have a planning place for everything. And then bam, here comes I. And I'm like, oh no, but hey, let's do it this way. And how about that? And did you see the sunshine? And like, you know, just very much in the present moment. And I, if I could give you a gift, it would be to have access to the miracles that are happening nonstop around you. And I know that you do have access to those as well when you, when you remember and when you, when things are, um, you know, peaceful, then you do have access to those, but I would want for you to have more of, um, like space for unpredictability and not knowing and, and spontaneity, like throwing yourself into adventures um, mm-hmm. without a goal in mind, without, um, I, I, like, I would love, I would love to see you do that. Let's say <laughs> I would love to, um, as your friend, you know, navigate, like, see how that would go for you, you know? Yeah, no, I th- no, for sure. I, I receive that. Like, uh, there's so much that I'm not present to. <laughs> I don't, I don't see flowers. <laughs> I don't, I'm walking down the street. I don't notice the, the, like you have to be trained. Like, look, here's a flower. I like to eat them. Let's pick these flowers and put them on the salad. Like that's when, when you then figured that out, then you'll do it. It's not like yeah. you're not wanting right. to, it's just a, yeah, yeah. Well, that's right. Once I know the right thing to do, then I do it every day. But I don't, I don't just, uh, that is so no, true. There's no presence. There's no awareness. Like I'm, I'm on a mission. I'm on a <laughs> you mission are. Like you guys should have seen him apply. Like, you know, how when you're sick and your lips crack the cream, what is that called? Lip balm. Ch- chapstick. Yeah. Lip balm. Yeah. Like he, the application process was very interesting to watch. It was like 15 minutes. I was like, dude, you want to save some for tomorrow? He's <laughs> going back and forth and back and forth, back and forth. And I was like, you know, it's you can save some for tomorrow. And you said, no, no, I just don't want to miss any spots. <laughs> back and forth, yeah. and back and forth. And that's, that's probably so- something you've identified as a good method. I do, I do things very thoroughly. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is true. No, yeah. that's not. I received that for sure. I mean, and, um, there's there's a lot there's a lot I could say about that and I'm going to end and it's and thank you for that because it's really beautiful response and I'm asking I'm going to ask the question again um, just to to just to like really get at the core of the question because you you had some really nice uh thoughts for myself and so the question was what is one thing that you wish I understood better about you Mm. so what, what so now some so something about yourself yeah that, that you wish i understood or other you know could be could be me it could be others understood yeah. better i think i will stick with this theme of spontaneity and and being present and living fully in the moment because that's what i do and so that's why i want i kind of maybe it didn't come out right but i would want you to invite you in it you know what i mean mm-hmm. does that make sense so basically you would want me to know that you love spontaneity you know that but i'd want you to experience it with Uh me yeah yeah no i get it i received that and 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 just for the for fun of like maybe i'm maybe i'm like uh it's a language 
it's a language thing or just, but in the essence of the question. So you, because like you said, you, you know that I know that. Is there something I don't know yet? Or is there something I or others don't know yet that you wish that we understood you better? Or have you communicated all these things? They just maybe haven't sunk in so well. Have, <laughs> do I know everything? Um, or, or is there something it's like, hey, I wish, I wish you, Jack, or you, society, um, understood this better about me. Well, it's, it's difficult to put into words, but um, like, like, I, like dancing, like if we were dancing, I would want to be like, I don't know, I'm fully there. And and that's just one thing that came to mind because it's you asking me this, but I don't know. It's a very vast and big question to answer like what something about me better. Um, mm. I don't know if I have a better answer than that. No, I hear you. Yeah, no, that's, that's I mean, what, so what it is that you love is spontaneity and, and presence. being present. Like the miracle present. of this in breath, this, temperature on my skin this moment of us being together right here like boom it's going to be gone and everybody's going to yeah. go back into their lives like this moment is where i think we can touch each other i mean energetically and spiritually and as friends and as co-navigators of life you know mm -hmm. like the the this is the moment where um I think magic is like, that's the co-creation moment that happens right here, right now. Yeah. So I wonder then, like, so as yogis, like just kind of taking a step back, because I, I feel like when we're in conversation, like you and I right now, Hanna and the, the 15 other yogis in the Zoom room, who I get to see their smiling faces. And, and if we're in a happy jack yoga satsang call or something, tell me if I'm wrong, but I, I feel like in those moments I am, very present and i'm very like i'm really listening um you know with the students with the community but i definitely acknowledge that then when i go out into the quote unquote the rest of the world the real world the, the rest of the day there's a lot that i miss a lot of you know missing uh yeah whatever the not seeing the flowers so i guess that's really our opportunity as yogis right is 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 taking these these good qualities that we've cultivated and and really living them in all different circumstance right not just not just being a nice person when we're helping the old lady across the street but being a nice person and helping people all the time not just in that one isolated instance but really doing it all the time not just being present while we're facilitating as yoga teachers but also being present when we're just going through the day-to-day -day of life yeah, I think it's like an added layer of vulnerability of like willingness to participate with life, um, whether we're like, I totally agree. And I understand like what you're saying about like, when we're facilitating, uh, we're fully present and in a moment of co-creation with everybody who's in the room, because we don't know what somebody's going to say in the next moment or how they're going to enjoy the yoga class or whatever conversations we're in. So we're really are fully present in order to be able to got like hold a space for everyone 
right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, that would be wonderful to navigate outside of those circles in this way. <clears throat> yeah, it's like the the idea of taking our yoga off the mat. Yeah. Right. So not just doing, not just doing the the yoga and and being connected to our breath when we do asana or not only having a calm mind and presence when we're sitting in meditation but taking that into all of the different the different moments of the day yeah and like you do you remember how i often say also like about like what reveals itself moment by moment Mm -hmm. is like what makes for me life a mystery and exciting and not thinking that I already know you or that I know everyone I don't know what's going to happen next I don't know what you're going to say that keeps me engaged and fascinated no matter what yeah so in that in that uh, in the essence of that idea let me let me spontaneously hit you with another unexpected question (laughs) let's give give you some spontaneity (laughs) go ahead so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what was your first impression of me and how has it changed? My first impression of you was that you were doing just that, what I was just describing. Like you were fully present with everyone in the room and you were like ve- weaving together an experience for everybody who was in the room. And we were 75 people in the room. And then how that has changed well of course i know you better now and and i know more know more about you right so i have more context for you but i do like to think that you still do that and that you and i know like it's a practice of yours like you would do that for my kids you wanted to create experiences for them and with them and and with me like I do think it's a big part of who you are right yeah so okay so so basically I haven't changed in uh, 10 years since we met (laughs) yeah well there's maybe some other areas where you don't do that but I don't know if it's a change yeah you know yeah no I get it no I'm just I'm just putting it out there. These, these are questions that I found. So I'm, I'm not digging for something, right? I just found what I thought were some good questions. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll give you one last one. We'll see if we, we can get some traction here. <laughs> I'm not having traction yet. <laughs> no, the first, no, the first one was excellent. We went on a good, good response. Maybe that second one didn't uh, hit as much, but anyway, I didn't like it because it was focused on me and I want to focus it. Somehow these questions are kind of focused on us. Um, what is something you love about our friendship and what is something we could work on? I love about our friendship that I fully trust you to be a very, very good person. Like I know you've got my back from now till eternity, even no matter what. That's what I love about us. And it makes me emotional and grateful. Um, that's something I know with everything that I am. And that's, beautiful to me because that's not the case that I would have that type of relationship with so many people. Yeah. And what we can work on. (laughs) Well, 
I guess we need to like, we need to figure out our boundaries. Like what happens if I meet someone or you meet someone, can we still have a deep relationship? Right. Mm-hmm. That yeah, can be that's... something to work on. Um, that might shift the dynamics of our relationship right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, it's so interesting. I mean, we're, we only got a few more minutes here, kind of going into big territory. But it, like our, our relationship is pretty interesting. If you think about it, like we the, I haven't thought this through, but like we, we didn't really like legally get married, but we had a ceremony in Mexico at a retreat with a bunch of students and a shaman and a shaman, right? And then we, we got engaged a couple of years ago. But you know, it's like, and now and now that we have we're in this space of like, and we did have an uncoupling ceremony right here yeah. together. Yeah, so it was <laughs> never it was. That's right, the two of us, it was never like, fully, completely all in legally, we didn't and, admit fully. Right, maybe maybe that was the problem. <laughs> and then but then at the same time, yeah, it's like now, many things have stayed the same right in in two weeks you're going to drive to boston you're going to be the one who helps me move back to canada i'm going to live with you for a few weeks over the christmas holidays so much hasn't yeah, changed. you were like what are you leaving to italy in january i wanted to hang out with you i was like you're hanging out with me for weeks on end like yeah. and and it's nice i appreciate that and also like just to describe like our relationship i think that like your parents probably don't really get it that we're not together, even if they, we've told them. And what, mm. like my therapist would ask me like, so are you guys together or not? Cause we are doing so many things together. Like it's yeah. unclear to everyone except yeah. us. Pro- right, exactly. Probably even on the call, they're like, yeah, what's going on? Um, no, but I, that's, a, that's a really good point that we should, we need to, to that, that for us to talk about and work through and set those boundaries. Because eventually one of us, probably you first, will meet somebody. Very likely. Because you're, <laughs> you're going into an ashram. Yeah. I mean, you could meet someone in an ashram. So, and it's not a race. <laughs> exactly. But knowing you, I know you're, you're mm-hmm. slower on that front, maybe. Yeah. That's good. Well, that's good responses. I didn't, I didn't know. I hope, I don't, I hope we didn't go too far off track with, uh, you know, yoga and yoga teacher training, but I mean, these are the kinds of things that we navigate. Yogis are humans, right? They find themselves in relationship. They, they find themselves in, in business partnership. Um, they find themselves in, in situations where they're leading others and, and deciding how they want to show up. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's nice to, it's nice to take, I mean, these are the kind of things we get to, that's the nice thing about a relationship is we get to go on these evening walk and talk uh, and, and talk about these kind of things. Mm-hmm. So let's, uh, let's keep the conversation going. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. And, and for thank, for everybody who's been here with us and it's nice to see the, the smiles. Um, again, I'll leave a few uh, a few announcements. I wanted to say at the end. Oh, thanks, Amy. Brave questions. Yeah, I know they were. <laughs> we haven't thought through them, but let's let's keep reflecting on those. We're we're both in therapy, so we're safe. Um, and also, like, just to um, let everyone know, like, I did not know these questions in advance. No. So, so you hit me up next week. <laughs> yeah. If you guys have ideas, email me. 
<laughs> yeah, that, that's I say we do that. Maybe, maybe we did a little bit too long today. Maybe that was like twenty minutes. But if we like the last ten minutes of each episode, hot seat. Let's let's keep you know we'll go back and forth each week, and we'll see who can ask more uh, brave questions. Um, that uh, yeah, because this is this is what yoga is about. It's about being real. At least that's what Happy Jack Yoga community is about. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah. Amazing. Well, again, this upcoming week, it's for those in, in USA and really around the world, it's Black Friday. So if anybody has been thinking about joining, becoming a 200 hour yoga teacher, trained teacher or 500 hours certified, um, best deal of the year, send us an email info at happyjackyoga.com. Um, for those of you who are uh, supporting us in Patreon, it's a community supported podcast. If you want to go to patreon.com forward slash happy jack yoga uh, i think the the link is it's in, the, it's it's in the notes as well oh there we go <laughs> for those who make a contribution price of a cup of coffee per month allows us to grow this huge podcast empire no it's that it's not that that's not what it's about it's about being able to come here and be real um, and we appreciate your support and if anybody wants to join us live in Zoom, send us an email, info at happyjackyoga.com. If you'd love to join Yoga for Grief next month in December, then uh, send us an email. We'll get you the details on that. And most importantly, make it an amazing rest of the day. Thank you, Hanna. So happy to have you back. Thank you. Good to be and, back. Thank you, um, everyone. And we will see you all very soon. For those who are here with us live in Zoom, if you want to stick around for a few minutes, we'll debrief and otherwise make it an amazing day. Namaste. Namaste.